With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this, another edition of the Underdog Football Show. My name is Josh Norris. And yes, this is our first emergency show of the season. You all know why Cam Akers is out for the year after tearing his Achilles training for training camp, which is a massive change for you, the fantasy drafters. Uh, He was going as the running back eight, and we cover every single angle on the topic. This actually was the first 15 minutes of a live stream that we had on our YouTube channel, Underdog Fantasy. We're live 1230 Eastern Monday through Thursday. It was meant to be a live draft with Al Zeidenfeld, Al Smizzle, which we get to in reference a little bit later on. If you're interested in that, go and check out the stream. But we thought that this conversation was important, covering it all because K-Makers was going as the running back eight overall. So in this quick 15 minutes, talk about rankings changes from a fresh start perspective and where we think Daryl Henderson should rank and where we think the public will land in terms of ADP on Daryl Henderson, possibility of the Rams trying to upgrade or replace or bring in competition. And also the notion that it's now pointless to draft Daryl Henderson and Best Ball Mania 2, since about 40% of those entries are already complete. Hint, not pointless at all. As always, if you like the show, leaving us a rating and review, especially when we head towards those important months of August and September, it truly, truly does help us out. Even a minute long, five stars, a little comment, big, big help. And let's get into it. We start with Hayden's rankings changes and where he's pushing up Daryl Henderson. I want to factor in that the Rams are going to bring somebody else in. That's just a fact. It's going to be some veteran. They could trade for someone. They could uh, add somebody like Duke Johnson. So I wanted to price that in. If nobody was being added to this backfield, he'd be like a top 12 back. But I think we have to price that in. I move him to RB 15 out of that elite tier. I'm viewing him more as like a third round pick. Um, I think that the Rams are going to draft or grab somebody, a Duke Johnson, trade for James Robinson, somebody like that, and that will deflate some of his projection. But right now, I think that Daryl Henderson is going to be a 15 to 20 touch player for the Rams, even when they do bring in some veteran, at least if it's like not Kareem Hunt or something crazy like that. If it's somebody that's available right now, I think that Daryl Henderson is going to end up being the odds on favorite for a bulk of the Rams carries here. Al, wasn't it fair to say Cam Akers was being drafted right around Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, and Chino Gibson in that range? What do you think this is going to do 
to Daryl Henderson's ADP because it's one of those unknowns. And, you know, while ADP has changed over the last few weeks, nothing is massive news attached to such a good team like this might happen for weeks and weeks and weeks. Is it fair? Like, how high are you boosting him up? Is it above a CEH? Is it above a Najee Harris? Is it above an Aaron Jones? Or might you just be a little skeptical of a player that they already replaced in the past with someone like Cam Makers warranting that much of a workload and that much responsibility? I agree with what Hayden said. One, they're definitely bringing somebody in. They're going to they're gonna sign one of the zombie veterans, you know, the the, the corpse of Frank Gore. They're going to bring in the corpse of Le'Veon Bell or they're going to, you know, whatever. Duke Johnson's the best guy on the market right now. Uh, Mike Clay tweeted that out as well. They're going to bring in somebody like that. Do they have assets to trade for literally anything? 2040 draft is right around the corner. That's when they have a ticket, <laughs> correct? Yeah, they, they've always shown a willingness to use the trade market, but they've shown that willingness for the last five years. I don't even know what they could even offer right now. I, I think that's a great point. And just from a mindset perspective of the Rams, because they are very much understanding that this is their window to win in all categories and all facets. So Al, I, I think your point that they're going to bring in someone absolutely is fact here. The question is we're reaching the point of training camp where all these teams are like comfortable with their rosters and they don't want to give up, you know, good talents. So I saw our buddy Nate Tice throughout James Robinson with the Jacksonville Jaguars as, as a player that could be a, a nice upgrade, a nice piece in mm-hmm. this Rams backfield. Now the question is one, how much would that be worth? trading for two that is entire speculation but three the rams again seem very willing to secure their roster to at least get them to the playoffs and even beyond that to the super bowl because they understand like this is their time it's all been pointing to this moment for them yeah i mean they've got to get somebody right they've got to add something just for depth purposes because like everybody that's behind henderson now is a udfa or a seventh round pick and one of them's got a really cool name like i'm rooting for funk just because his last name is funk so that's the guy I want if they stand pat. I so, think he fall more seriously. I think he's got to fall in that RB. I don't. I'm not as high as Hayden uh, for those couple of reasons. I think that they're bringing somebody in. Like 99 is sure that they're bringing somebody in. Two. I don't believe that Henderson is a 20 plus touch a week sort of guy. Uh, I don't think that he has that sort of history. I don't know that he has that sort of capability. So I can't draft him as a. 20 touch a week sort of guy. So I'm drafting him as a 15 to 19 touch player uh, with three, four catches, somebody who's going to get 60% of the work. Uh, and that kind of falls for me in that same range, but a little bit lower than Hayden, somewhere around RB18, RB19. Uh, it comes down to, do you like Miles Sanders? Do you like Chris Carson? Uh, or do you like uh, Montgomery better uh, in a head-to-head situation? That's going to depend where he falls. But typically I think he's, RB18 to RB21 pretty confidently right now. Yeah, two notes. This is all moving so quickly that even once we press live, Adam Schefter, fellow insider Adam Schefter, is already tweeting about the Rams' possible running back situation. And I will quote it out there for the podcast listeners. Rams don't have any immediate plans to pursue a free agent running back. They believe in Daryl Henderson, like last year's undrafted free agent running back Xavier Jones and also drafted running back Jake Funk in the seventh round this year. For now, they're standing pat. (laughs) but could revisit later. So Hayden, I I think maybe the best approach while we love speculation, while we love seeing, you know, certain players join other ones, especially a possible contender like the Rams, we have to focus on Daryl Henderson. What do you think of Daryl Henderson's talent? And again, we're finding ourselves in that post Aaron Jones, Najee Harris tier, just above what Al mentioned, the Miles Sanders, the Chris Carson's, the JK Dobbins, the David Montgomery's, 
is that just us buying into the Rams or is that also coupled with what we've seen with Daryl Henderson and and his explosive style in the past? I think that Daryl Henderson's just such a perfect fit for what the Rams like to do outside zone. He has all the explosiveness to rip off these huge gains. And that's what we've seen Daryl Henderson do at times. Al's point is true though. I don't think that he is a 20 touch player. He's a little on the small side and we don't know how much of an impact he's going to have in the passing game. That's what I was so so excited for with Cam Akers. I thought that Cam Akers was going to be a fantastic check down option for Sean McVay. So that's going to be the one thing going back to Adam Schefter's tweet the Rams are in a situation where they, they're looking for a certain type of back. They, they're they not looking for this power back. I think they're looking for a compliment to Daryl Henderson, whether that's a Duke Johnson as a passing game compliment or maybe somebody a little bit bigger, like a, like how they were using Malcolm Brown last year. The problem is, is they don't want a, a power rushing scheme guy. They want an outside zone scheme guy. So that's why James Robinson made sense. Because there's only so many available players that have that experience that Sean McVay is particularly looking for. So that's why I keep going back to, I think that Daryl Henderson is going to be the guy. I think they're going to bring in somebody maybe Mm -hmm. late. I don't think that player is going to make that much of a difference to Daryl Henderson. If Daryl Henderson is good enough. And I think that he kind of is, I think he's going to get probably close to 15 carries per game, maybe three, four targets per game. And that's where you get into the, the top of that Miles Sanders tier or the bottom of the Najee Harris tier. I'm not sure where in, in between those I stand right now, but I think that's like the range that he, he deserves some love for. So Hayden, if I'm reading into that, that's about 80% of what we expected Cam Akers workload to be. Yes. Okay. I think he's that good. I think, I think just f- for this system, they're looking for a home run threat on outside zone rushes. That's exactly what Daryl Henderson is. I'm not sure if he's the passing down back. If Duke Johnson gets brought in, that'd be kind of like worst case scenario for him. Cause that means that he's probably not going to play on all the passing downs, but as a pure rusher, I think that Daryl Henderson's, more than good enough for what McVeigh wants. Al, a couple more questions. I'm so glad mm-hmm. we have you on because you are so good at predicting and projecting what other people might be doing. So let's try to pinpoint how the public is going to react to this as well. Do you think that they are going to overreact maybe yeah. in the same vein as what Clyde Edwards Alaire and what happened to him last year, who went all the mm-hmm. way up to the 106 again on underdog Cam Akers was being selected as the running back eight ahead of Austin Eckler, ahead of Nick Chubb, ahead of Joe Mixon, ahead of Antonio Gibson. Where do you think ultimately is like the line where Daryl Anderson is going to fall this year? End of season or draft season? No, no, draft season. I think he goes after Swift. And right now, Swift is going end of third round, beginning of fourth round sometimes because of the amount that running backs have been falling for the last few weeks. I think that's about his range. I think he's a middle fourth round pick. I think that people are going to massively overreact today and maybe tomorrow until they kind of settle in because today it's going to be like, Cam Akers isn't there. Uh, so Daryl Henderson's going to be Cam Akers. I'm going to draft him at the top of the second round. You know, like that, that's that's going to happen today. So we're going to see this massive jump from like 127 to like, I don't know, 18. And then he's going to settle back down because people are going to realize that you know, targets are worth more than carries. And a little bit, we're going to do an emergency draft with Al going through best ball mania too. So we're going to see this play out in real time. Let's go around the horn. Hayden, DeAndre Swift, as Al mentions, going as running back 16 or was. Um, I think that might be the cutoff point like I was alluding to, but I actually think Henderson will go right above DeAndre Swift just because of like the narrative around Swift right now. Plus he's attached to the Lions. Your thoughts? 
I think he'll be the, a third round pick in half PPR. I think that in, in full PPR, like Al Smith was saying, that's where things get a little bit different. That's where someone like DeAndre Swift has a little more appeal. But I think in half PPR on underdog, I think a third round pick makes a lot of sense to me. The question here, though, is what do we do in Best Ball Mania 2? Because there's this game theory aspect. I would love to hear Al's take on this. And Best Ball Mania 2 in particular, we're not worried about the Puppy 2 when that launches. We're not worried about the Big Dog. But in, in Best Ball Mania 2, it's already, what, 40% filled? What right. do we do with Daryl Henderson and those type of things? What's the game theory play here? Uh, so so to Hayden point, Hayden's point, there's like a, a difference in conversation here. If we're talking like just your home league that you care most about, if you're starting a one-off draft, if everything was reset, where mm-hmm. you would draft Daryl Henderson. But Al, as you know, we're almost mm-hmm. about 40%, 45%. In, in Best Ball Mania 2, and especially you, Al, let's bring it up right now, have a 48% drafted exposure to Daryl Henderson. So everyone who might start now drafting Henderson in round three is competing with the teams that you have drafted already here with Daryl Henderson as a much, much later selection. I hate that this is going to sound like it's a victory lap on an injury because it's not at all a victory lap on an injury. It's just a fact, and it's what you guys are saying. And it reminds me of a couple years ago with Tyreek Hill when there was the possibility that he might yep. be suspended for the first eight games of the year, and then, oh, look, he's not suspended at all. And he was going in the eighth to 11th rounds in that year, and now all of a sudden he was being drafted as a first, second rounder after it broke that he was just not going to get suspended at all. So this is similar to that, just you know, without... You know, with with definite differences there, right? So we had spoke about players that that you weren't leaving drafts without. Yours was Harris. Mine has been Henderson and Logan Thomas uh, for the duration of all the drafts that I've been doing so far just because projectable volume. And I had Henderson as a 40% guy in that offense behind Cam Akers because that's what the Rams do. And they give so many carries to their running backs inside the five, one of the top teams in the league in terms of uh, running back carries per snaps inside the five-yard line. Uh, so much volume there for the running back. So now he's going to take that over uh, and we say where he's going to get drafted. But like, I don't think you need to fade him in in BBM. I know that people are going to say that uh, game theory wise, right? <clears throat> you just shouldn't draft Daryl Henderson because all these other people like myself with the amount that I have, I was drafting him as an RB3 or RB4 in the 11th round a lot. I've got a leg up. I do. That's true. But I don't think that if you're going to get a running back with that sort of volume in the fourth round, you need to fade that just in order to have a winning team. You still have to build your correlations. You still have to have a lot of targets and a lot of uh, a lot of exposure to players with opportunity and volume. And now he just becomes one of those players. I'm sure that there's going to be the argument that you just can't draft him at all. If you don't have Daryl Henderson already, exposure to Daryl Henderson already, then you should not draft him at all. I, I don't think that's the case. Because Daryl Henderson was being drafted as running back 41, on underdog. And I, Hayden, so the outcomes are like massive here. Like Henderson, there is a possibility, a path to him hitting like the running back eight mark. Like if he steps in for K-Makers, if the Rams somehow, uh, you know, are the best offense in the NFL, which again, that's a possibility, then he can even exceed the draft capital of a third mm-hmm. round selection. Now, it could also, he gets injured again. I mean, he's finished last two seasons on an ankle injury, so on and so forth, where he then drifts back to around that running back 41 mark. So what Al is saying, yes, some teams he might have a leg up, but if your construction is also better outside of that and you nail some also players, it doesn't mean you are you're drawing nothing if you're taking Joe Henderson, let's say, with the figurative round three draft capital now, because again, there are 17 more rounds of picks to make after that. 
And you're to get to the playoffs into best ball mania too, to get to the playoffs, you're only competing against the, the people that you're drafting right now. So they haven't, they didn't draft Daryl Henderson in round 10, the people that you're drafting against to get, even get into the playoffs. It's all fair game with Daryl Henderson. So the only game theory thing that you can possibly have is if I got to the finals, is there some other team that has Daryl yeah. Henderson in addition to their two picks, but that is a lot of steps to get there. So I'm more on our side where I wouldn't want to game theory galaxy brain myself out of Daryl mm-hmm. Henderson completely. I think if he's a value, he's a value and you just have to uh, take your chances in best ball mania two playoffs that mm-hmm. some other roster doesn't have this absolutely loaded team. Whip this one back around and then we'll get into the live draft after this. Al, what does this mm-hmm. do to the rest of the passing offense? Um, Matthew Stafford, who Hayden and I rank well above this, but was going as quarterback 12 on underdog right now. Robert Woods as wide receiver 17. Cooper Cup as wide receiver 21. Uh, Tyler Higbee as tight end 8. Does this change your view of that quartet at all? No, I, I think that they're still they're not now going to throw it 100 more times this year. They're just going to split the carries between other players. Just the running back distribution is going to be different. Uh, And and I bet that the betting markets are not reacting as drastically as fantasy Twitter is reacting with their hair on fire like the SpongeBob gif uh, with him and Patrick just running back and forth crazy. Uh, Running backs matter in real life, but like they don't affect the market at all. The Rams were a team that had a very realistic possibility to be one of the top three offenses in the league or top five offenses in the league, depending on who you're talking to, maybe the best offense in the league. They're still that now. And they're going to add another player who's going to be able to play out of the backfield and give them opportunity in the pass game. That's going to give them a uh, hundred plus carries this year. It's just going to be the running back distribution is different. They're not all of a sudden going to throw it 800 times. They're still going to throw it about the same that you projected before. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. I do want to add that while we suggested round three, round four for Daryl Henderson, in that draft we completed, Daryl Henderson went as the 602. Now, there might be some reasons for that. One, how far and deep down people had to scroll to find Daryl Henderson's name, but also we might have misprojected. It is going to be fascinating over, I don't know, the next week to figure out where the public starts to view and draft Daryl Henderson. We're going to have more of these breaking news podcasts and definitely live shows when major news happens over the next month. I cannot wait for August, cannot wait for training camp and especially preseason. So lock it in here on the podcast feed and definitely go and check us out on the YouTube channel. We're there first and here immediately after that. Thanks everyone. Up the villa. Talk to y'all soon. See ya.